Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at tommic.wixsite.com slash meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now on back to our service. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and today we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to leave Proverbs 15 for a couple weeks. And um, we're going to go into the book of Mark 11 mm -hmm. okay. and talk about the triumphant entry to Jerusalem of Christ. All right. All right. We're going to do that this week and next week we'll be going over the resurrection for Amen. Easter Sunday. Okay. Amen. Okay. So today in Mark 11... We see how Jesus has been traveling. Mm -hmm. And um, he just left uh, Jericho. Um, and he was with um, blind Barnabas. Mm -hmm. And the scripture in Mark 11 starts out now. Now that all of that is completed. Because Jesus had done a lot of things when you look back at Mark 10. Uh, Jesus was everywhere <laughs> and doing a lot of awesome things. So we're going to go into uh, Mark 11 and it says now, Mark 11, 1, and we're going to go through 1 and through 11. And 1 starts out, now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever sat. Right? Mm -hmm. He said, Untie it and bring it. Now, the thing about this is, Jesus asked his disciples, he said, he said he asked two of them. And he said, I need you to go into town and get this coat. And when you see the coat that's tied up, I need you to untie it. This coat has never been sat on. Right? This coat has never been burdened. And this is and, and, it, and it's an example of Christ because this cult is going to represent 
He's going to represent Christ in a way that Christ has never sinned. Mm -hmm. This beast of burden has never been burdened. Right? Right. He says, untie it and bring it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and you can just imagine, being one of the disciples, he asked to go, now, you think, where is this cult? Where, I'm going to just go somewhere in town and see the first coat I see tied up and I'm going to just grab it. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And Jesus even takes care of that because he says, if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Say, the Lord has need of it mm -hmm. and will send it back here <laughs> immediately. Mm -hmm. Right? So now you have a command from God who tells you, okay, if somebody asks you, uh, what are you, why are you doing this? Why are you taking our coat? Because if it's somebody's, it could be in the yard. Apparently it's somebody's because it's there. Right. <laughs> if it's tied up, it's somebody's. Right? They right. <laughs> say, so, he said, if they ask you that, say the Lord has needed and will send it back here immediately. So it says, and they went away and found a coat tied at a, at a door outside in the street. Mm -hmm. And they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing? Untying untying the coat and they told them what Jesus had said and they let him go right mm -hmm. but you get to see in that moment how a command from God can change people right because when they inquired they wanted to know why you were stealing. <laughs> right. 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 But when it was said that the Lord need need of it, right? Had need of it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a question anymore. Right. Because the spirit of the man understood the command from God. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And so when they heard it, it says, and they let them go. Can you imagine not saying anything after somebody took your dog? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they said, the Lord need, has need of it. Mm -hmm. But that is the reverence we have for God. You know, you, you've been in situations where you heard people say some crazy stuff. And then they'll tell you, well, God said so. Mm -hmm. And then you don't even fight them no more. Not because it sounds crazy, mm -hmm. but because you have a reverence for God, and at the slightest thing you may think, they might have heard from God, and I'm not going to be fighting God. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You said you heard from God, I'm going to just go with that, because I'm not going to be disputing you saying... Right. You know. Right. And if you lying on God, that's between you and God. Right. But I'm not gonna be the one to say no and then end up fighting God about it. Right. 
But see, that's the reverence that we have for God. People that are in Christ that understand what it means to say, God told me. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not just a saying, but it's a true thing. Mm -hmm. To have God speak to you and command you to do something. And then it's, it's another thing for the command to be carried out. And this is all prophecy. Mm -hmm. Right. This is all prophecy. God sent these two men out. And he sends it, you know, he sends out people in twos all the time, you know. Even when Jesus was on the mount, two people came to meet him. And they were in the spiritual realm. <laughs> you see? So, this going in and going out in twos is a thing in the spiritual and in the natural. Awesome. You see? Oh, wow. mm -hmm. This is not just something we do. This is something that is. And it says, and, and think about this. I want you to really grasp the understanding of the power of two. Mm -hmm. Scripture says, when two or three are gathered, He's in the midst, right? Mm -hmm. So when you see on the mount Moses and Elijah, mm -hmm. Jesus was in the midst. That's right. That's <laughs> right. They were in the spiritual, but Jesus was in the natural, still in the midst of them. Right. It doesn't matter whether it's natural or spiritual. Jesus is in the midst of two. Right. Or three gathered. In his name. That's right. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Those two were there for him, so he was there. Mm -hmm. Right? Awesome. So we have to get a good understanding of that. To mm -hmm. understand the the power of having the two there because when you have somebody else present with you God is there in the midst. That's why it's so important to be married because married, marriage is ordained by God. Mm -hmm. And if your marriage is ordained by God Jesus is there. And he tells you that in the scripture because it says when a man finds a woman, mm -hmm. right? right? When he finds a wife, mm -hmm. When a man finds a wife, when a husband finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Right. And has favor with the Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. So now the and favor with the Lord is Christ. That's right. You see that? Mm -hmm. Because it's two. Right. We have two so many. I mean, it, 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 it makes so much sense with the two that when God created Adam, he said man shouldn't be alone. Right. And he created Eve. Right. To make him two. At least two. Right. You see? So that two is very important. Right. Mm -hmm. Having that two is very important. Mm 
when you look at scripture as a whole, they look at Adam as the first Adam, and they see Jesus as the second Adam. Right. There is no third Adam. Right. It's only two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's only two. Right. right. So, as a, you know, and I just want us to get the gra grasp the concept of this too. Why it's so important. That's why when we go out and and we um, evangelize, you need to go out with at least two. Don't go out by yourself. Mm-hmm. He says, where two are gathered in the midst, I'm there. Now, where two or three gathered, I'm in the midst. Well, you going out by yourself, he didn't say when one is by themselves. <laughs> hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> Frank said, where two or three are gathered. Mm-hmm. You got to have at least a couple people. That's the scripture. Yeah. Not saying that you can't have Christ by yourself. But Christ says he's in the midst of them when you start gathering folks. Mm -hmm. And it starts with two. Right. Okay, so now that we understand that, and then we, and we went on and we says, you know, Jesus has spoke this command, and these people that was asking about their coat being stolen. <laughs> right. You know, and I'm just looking at it from the perspective of the people that see they cult being taken. Mm -hmm. You know, but until they find out that the Lord was in need of it, the command was different. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So when the command came forth, they let it go. Seven says, and they brought the coat to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it. And he sat on it. Right? Mm -hmm. And they brought the coat to Jesus. And he and, and threw their cloaks on it. And he sat on it. So this was a coat that has never been sat on. Never been burdened. And the first burden that he has is a man without sin. Mm -hmm. So the burden, you know, we and, and we know the donkey as an animal that is a beast of burden. Mm -hmm. But the only burden he has at this point is a man without burden. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, it says, they threw the cloaks on him, and Jesus sat on him. Mm -hmm. It says, and many spread their cloaks on the road, mm -hmm. and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. Mm -hmm. And these are the palms, mm -hmm. right? So they have cloaks they put down mm -hmm. to reference Christ. And they also have these these um, palms put down um, to symbolize victory, mm, okay. right? Mm -hmm. And triumph. Okay. Now, the donkey itself it represents wisdom. The donkey itself represents a lot of things. 
For one, it represents wisdom, and we see that with Balaam's donkey. Mm -hmm. Right? Remember the story about Balaam? Mm -hmm. and, and, and you see how the donkey had to speak wisdom to him. And he was trying to get the donkey to move and beating on him and everything. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And the donkey spoke wisdom to him. The, the donkey also means it, it, it's a service animal, mm -hmm. it serves. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it serves people. It does a job. It says it, it also is a beast of burden, so it suffers. You get to see a lot of traits that the donkey has, which is why Jesus picked him. Because he has a lot of traits with what Jesus is about to do. Right. right? Jesus, he serves. Jesus has suffered. Right? Mm -hmm. He's about to suffer. Jesus was here in all humility, which this donkey is, is he represents humility. He also works. Um, he also represents peace. Donkeys are peaceful animals. Right? And they are traveling animals as well. They do a lot of walking around, traveling. And this is what Jesus does now as we talk about these scriptures in, in, in Mark. Mm -hmm. Jesus has just been on tour basically <laughs> walking around okay right so these are things that that the donkey represents and gives you some of the traits mm -hmm. that it has that um, Jesus was representing when he was here okay and they brought the cult to Jesus and threw the cloaks on it. And he sat on it. So now this beast of burden. Has. The only burden it has. Is a man without burden. And then he says. And many spread their cloaks on the road. Uh, and they were doing this as. To reverence Christ. And then it says. And others spread the leafy branches. Which symbolize victory. Right. And triumph. And then it says, it says um, that they cut, that they had cut from the fields. And it says, and those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna. Right? Now, Hosanna means pray, save us. So, they're looking for a savior. And they believe Jesus is it. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And it says, and those who went before, the, before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Blessed is the coming kingdom 
of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. So they were singing and shouting the praises. You can imagine the streets being filled with all of this stuff and people just looking around like what's going on and palms going down and Jesus coming through. Had to be an amazing sight. But they were all doing it for the wrong reason. <laughs> right? So we see in this in the scripture, because they were praising God and they were seeing him as a savior for a savior from the Roman Empire. Right? But we know that and, and, and this is the problem with a lot of, uh, when we talk about Jesus Christ, because people have their own belief in who Jesus is and what Jesus is and what they mean to them. Mm -hmm. and, and, you, and you know, you see, and you tend to have these people think that Jesus is there for whatever reason they believe, instead of the reason that the Bible say he's here. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And see, they're there, they're thinking Jesus is here to save them from the Roman Empire, but Jesus is there to save them from themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. He's here to save us from ourselves. Well, how is he there to save them from themselves? Because we have choice. Right. And we choose to be with Christ. Or we choose not to. Yes. Right? And then 11 says, And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. When Jesus entered, and, and think about Jesus coming in on a donkey with all the people praising and worshiping and singing these songs, mm -hmm. and then you're watching the Savior go into the temple. Wow. Right? And it says, and when he had looked around at everything, and it was Already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve disciples. It was late because he'd been there all day. You know, people was praising and worshiping and having a good old time all day. You didn't get to leave till that night. Right? With the understanding that he was there to save them from the Roman Empire. And it took them less than a week to crucify him. <laughs> After they found out that's what he, he wasn't there for that. It's a funny thing when you need help. And then when you get help. You, you, you don't get the help in the way that you want the help. Because somebody will come and help you. And you say, well I need help with these problems. But the thing is, they're there to help you with you. And then that's in turn going to help you with your problems. Because 
the truth of the matter is, the problem starts with you. Right? Jesus has to save them from themselves. And ultimately, he saves you from death when he does that. See, the ultimate thing was Jesus dying on the cross for our sins so we can have a chance at everlasting life. But to get to, that, to all of that, you have to choose. So first, God saves you from yourself. That's why it says you have to be born again. Right? Because if you're not born again, you're going to slip and slide right back into whatever you were doing. Mm -hmm. But you have to truly turn over a new leaf. Mm -hmm. And turn yourself from all of the things that you're doing that are not of God and get in Christ. And then you save yourself. Now, the, the promise that Jesus has given us by saving us from death, from him conquering death, now we have a part in that. But it starts with you saving yourself from you. Right? So we must not get it twisted up. And just think, just being a one of the of the twelve. You get to watch Jesus do all of these things and be a part of all of this stuff. Right. You know, and I can imagine when the day of Pentecost came for the disciples, they were less. I mean, so many things came flooding back to their memory. And not only the things came, but the understanding came with it. Right. And it was like, wow. <laughs> Why he did certain things and what it meant for him to do these things. And what he was teaching us. And we just didn't understand, but now we do. And that's how we are today. I mean, you will hear these things in church. But you don't truly grasp the whole thing until you actually give yourself over to the Lord. And when you do, revelation knowledge comes flooding in with the wisdom of it, the knowledge of it, and the understanding of it, right? And then you get a broader um, thought process on the different things of your life and the things that the Bible is teaching, right? So this, this story about Jesus coming into Jerusalem, look at it this way. Look at it in the point of the donkey being an opening door to your heart. And Jesus is getting this donkey ready to ride in to you. Right? So when Jesus rides this donkey into you and he goes into your temple. You get a better understanding and you will truly know what it means to say Hosanna or save us. You'll truly get an understanding of 
what it means to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Right? And all of the suffering you have suffered and all the service you have done for other people and all of the things that you have done you and, and the humility you showed in so, so many different uh, situations when you could have went off but you didn't and you found a peaceful uh, you found a peaceful solution Jesus notices these things and God sees all and you get rewarded with everlasting life because of it when you follow the teachings of Christ and make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior right right the book of Acts tells us to repent and be baptized mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus Christ. That's right. And this is what we must do so we can obtain everlasting life. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you today for these scriptures. We thank you for getting a better and broader understanding of Jesus riding into Jerusalem. As Jesus rolled into those gates we can see how Jesus rides into our hearts and he goes into our temple and fixes everything that's wrong with us yeah. and shows us the true meaning of saving us right. where we can truly understand why we say Hosanna Father, we thank you and we praise your name for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. Now we have a chance at everlasting life. We praise your name in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. We pray and we say, amen. amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Ten of Meeting Holiness Ministries. For more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button and the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.